And time now for the latest in our continuing series on what life will look like post-pandemic. And one of the real trends that we've seen the past couple of months is people using debit, credit, and tap more and more because of obviously possible health implications using cash. So how will COVID and the pandemic, how will it affect our use of cash? Will it push us further towards a cashless society? Here with some answers is futurist Nick Badminton. He joins us now on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Nick, good afternoon. Nice to talk as always. Great chat, Jeff. All right. Uh, let's start with some stats, if we could, Nick, because the lockdown has actually led to a 60% reduction in withdrawals from cash machines. But that doesn't necessarily mean we're using cash less, correct? Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of people took out a huge amount of cash when this all when this all went down, but now they've sort of been stuck with uh, with a lot of that cash, with a lot of the, the stores actually turning around and saying that they only use, you know, contactless payment methods, you know, just with the machines and credit cards, debit cards and the such like. And I, I think that going forward, we're going to see the trend of not accepting cash, certainly in Canada, um, sort of grow and grow and grow. And, and we may end up following suit with countries like Sweden, Norway, and some of the Nordics, um, almost accepting zero cash across any of their banks, any of their retail stores, and anywhere that you actually buy goods. All right. Well, let's explore that a little further, because I know pre-pandemic, it was actually becoming tougher and tougher in these parts to use cash. We actually, Nick, did some shows on businesses who were, as you just referenced, refusing it, and whether or not they were, I guess, legally allowed to refuse what is, quote-unquote, legal tender. So this is kind of a phenomenon, if you will, or a trend that was really growing even pre-pandemic. Yeah, yeah. And what, what's really interesting about this, Jeff, is it, it's not necessarily like a mass shift because, yes, lots of people will go to contactless payments. That's fine. But there, there's still, you know, sort of a percentage of people in, in Canada and down in the U.S. as well, especially, that are underbanked or unbanked. You know, they don't have bank accounts or they just don't use their bank accounts that much. They do still rely on cash. They do cash-in-hand work. They pay for goods and services, even rent, um, using cash. Those sort of underground economies are, are sort of built to, to avoid taxation. And uh, a lot of young people in both Canada and the U.S. sort of follow that mode. And now that's been completely disrupted. People like the CRA and the IRS are like rubbing their hands and saying, yeah, now we can take control. But, you know, a lot of these people that were paying for services and, and trying to do work in, in a way that was a little bit more uh, a little bit more positive for their cash flow are going to find it to be very tough times. So is this something you think governments all around the world, Nick, are going to push, that they're going to push citizens towards this cashless society even more for those tax reasons? We know the tax dollar is going to be more dear than ever for governments who, quite frankly, have gone deep in debt in response to the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, one of the first countries that I've been speaking about with, with sort of uh, the end of cash and the cashless society has been China. Uh, you've even got people that were begging on the streets uh, holding out QR codes so people can use their mobile devices to give them money. And, uh, you know, we, we are going to see that being pushed as an agenda. I don't necessarily think it's, it's a bad thing, but we have to understand that there's a deep sort of fabric to society that is sort of the barter, the trading, the cash based uh, transactions, they're still really important culturally. So we do need to make sure that we can balance it out. But the challenge is that cash is one of the, the best vehicles for, for passing around viruses and all sorts of nasty things as well. So we have to balance that. And maybe we'll find that retailers, rather than having to like cleanse the cash that they, they, they collect, 
they actually just say, you know what, we're just not going to take it. In fact, uh, like today, I, I was just reading a report. Uh, retailers like Lululemon and Nord- Nordstrom have both said that they they wouldn't be accepting cash as they reopen their stores. And and you know this sort of uh, removes some some of their consumer base as well from being able to, to to buy goods there. So you know, is it fair? Is it equitable to remove cash? No. Is it going to be better from a sanitary perspective? Yes. Is it something that's culturally important? Absolutely. So, you know, where do we go? I guess, uh, you know, the people are going to speak and I don't think we'll see cash disappearing altogether, but we're definitely going to see, you know, retail stores, supermarkets or whatever become completely cashless. Yeah. Do you think Canada in particular as a country is ready to really embrace a cashless society? Because the point you make about it being a cultural touchstone I think is a really important one. I mean, the decision of who we put on certain bills is a big debate uh, in this country. It's considered to be and has been considered to be a huge honor, obviously, to be on a country's currency. And the value of your currency is one of those things that, uh, you know, people really hold in uh, high esteem when it comes to patriotism, if you will, and how their country is viewed on the world stage. So do you think Canada or any other country in particular is really ready to say goodbye to all that? in embrace cashless societies. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I was at the Smithsonian last year and uh, when, when I was looking at an exhibit about cash, you know, the, these these bills that we, we circulate and the coins, you know, there's much about, you know, there's a political agenda, there's an education agenda, there's something really interesting about, you know, who's represented and how that's passed around and how knowledge is passed around as part of the cash system. So I do think that Canada is well-placed. Uh, to become a cashless society, I do think that you, we we have to listen to to people and and how they're spending their money, how they're earning their money, and we we can't leave anyone behind. So we have to create equity, and I think that that's why cash is going to be st- sticking around for a long time because we we can't just dictate wholesale what people should do. But I just think that the people that do spend cash are just going to be in smaller, more rebellious business areas. And, hey, that might even be a culture that starts to boom itself. Yeah. Just finally, Nick, is this a a problem, if you will, that's going to solve itself as more and more people, obviously, during this pandemic and you would think post-pandemic, are going to be shopping online? And obviously, it's impossible to trade cash when you're shopping online, doing it virtually. So is cashless society just going to become the norm because of something like that yeah yeah absolutely I, I think we've seen a wholesale disruption of what retail looks like i think the high street is no longer going to look the same as, as it always uh, has done over the past few decades i do think that you know a cashless society and that agenda is something that we need to watch very carefully just because we we can't exclude people from you know the economy and the society and hey Old people spend cash, young people spend cash, and everyone in between, it seems like we're willing to step in, but we're not the only people in Canada, right? Absolutely. Futurist Nick Badminton with us this afternoon. Nick, a pleasure as always. Stay safe, stay well, enjoy your weekend. Thanks so much, Jeff.